The perpetrator has been identified as John Doe. Oh, there, there it is. <laughs> you know, All right. All right. <laughs> Don't worry. There's more. I heard crash, a really loud crash. General Manager Patty Pickering was in back. My first instinct was that so the kids must have dropped something, tipped something over. Except for one customer who just shielded himself with his hood, everyone ran for dear life. Oh, there, all right, there's okay, another one. All right. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Looking at Brendan Johnson's forecast here, you'll note I did not offer you a high temperature for Monday. He is mostly sunny and cool with a high of four. So I'm, guess, I'm guessing. That's newsworthy. Right. Jeez, we really better get Brendan on the line here. Get all the stuff inside now. <laughs> Got to get my Oof. water and my hoses that right. I still have out. I'm pretty sure that's uh, 40-something. So we'll... Uh, get that information to you as I look it up this morning. This morning, for the first time in weeks, Americans wake up with a Speaker of the House installed and Congress back in business. Mr. Speaker! Mr. Speaker! Mr. Speaker! The total number of votes cast is 429, of which the Honorable Mike Johnson of the state of Louisiana has received 220 votes. Retire from the chamber to escort the speaker elect to the chair. The country demands strong leadership of this body, and we must not waver. Our, our nation's greatest ally in the Middle East is under attack. The first bill that I'm going to bring to this floor in just a little while will be in support of our de dear friend Israel, and we're overdue in getting that done. That is Republican of Louisiana, Mike Johnson, your House Speaker. Got 100% support from Republicans who were present. Among those not present, one. One Republican. Well, he was fact-finding. Wisconsin Congressman Derek Van Orden, who is either on his way back or still on his solo fact-finding mission to Israel. So he was not present for the vote. Obviously, as you can surmise from the numbers, all the other members of the GOP caucus in uh, conference, rather, in Wisconsin voted in favor of Johnson. So here's my question. So unanimously in favor of Johnson as the new speaker, but he's no different than some of the other lawmakers they voted against. So what changed other than that it's been three weeks? Yeah, I, I'm seeing it. Like, again, nobody knows who he is, like, largely. They know him in their conference and who he is, but, but like, this is not a household name, right? Right. Even though Jim Jordan was more of a, people had heard of him. Uh, people have heard of Steve Scalise. So, right, is he just those guys but light? It sounds like. I mean, that's what Matt Gates said. He said this is a win for MAGA. And so if you were voting against that. Was endorsed by that, former President yes, Trump as well. Yeah. So if you were voting against that originally, why are you voting for it now? I think you're onto something. Like at, at some point, the timing, and the Wisconsin coalition has been in favor 
every every of every person who's been nominated and put forward who's for a been vote. the lead. Yeah, which and is the, usually what you do. Those are the rules. Usually, if you have the most votes behind closed doors, you vote for that person. And what we've heard from the delegation is, okay, this is the person we got to move. We got to move. You're not going to find a perfect person. This is who we put up. We got to get work done. So maybe it's that the clock Could kept be. ticking. Could be. But you have a House Speaker this morning. He is Mike Johnson of Louisiana. Six fifteen. Brandon Snide has sports. That's next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Big news out of baseball in Milwaukee. The Brewers granting the New York Mets permission to interview manager Craig Council for their vacant spot. According to Will Salmon from The Athletic, the Cleveland Guardians also requesting permission to interview the Brewers manager. Council's contract with Milwaukee is set to expire on on October 31st. It's been a hot topic this morning in the studio talking to you guys about the future of the Milwaukee Brewers in regards to Craig Council. Your thoughts, your feelings on an interview with the New York Mets? I mean, every, like everybody in professional life, right, has had an opportunity to do something else, right? So maybe this is just his process. Sure. Just because he's interviewing for these other jobs doesn't mean he wants to leave or intends to leave or anything like that. But I guess I put myself in his shoes and, you know, where someone to come calling or in, in the contracts that are done many years at TMJ4. I always knew I wanted to stay. That was my first goal, but it didn't mean I didn't entertain conversations with other news directors, well, other markets, other things. What makes this different, though, is that it's been floating out there for so long. Like, we've known since the beginning of the year. <laughs> yeah. You came in with a lame duck year. Yeah. And now that we were talking about right before we came on, the season's been over for almost a month. So at some point... It's either get on or get off. Athletic had an interesting article about how he does feel like it's his responsibility to bring more momentum to the idea Mm -hmm. of what managers should be getting, how they should be treated as a free agent type. Maybe he's just taking advantage of that, going through the process. He was big in the union when he was a Mm -hmm. player. So is this just a way to bring more prominence to the idea of what a manager should be and what they can bring? And And go set your market value. Have New York make their offer. And we're prepared to pay you... Pay you X, yeah. you go back to Milwaukee and say, "Look, guys, Maybe. this is this is my value." And will Milwaukee match? Will be the big question, or will he go on? And there's no. Give open me the spot. answer, Snipe. Tell me right now what is the answer. Ron I can Reneke. give you this answer, uh, Ron I can give you this answer tonight. Is night Davey is the night? Lopes. I can give you this answer tonight. Is the night for the Bucks fans? All right, let's Milwaukee go. Milwaukee getting set to tip off their season with the visiting Philadelphia 76ers. From Pfizer Forum, according to head coach Adrian Griffin, all the Bucks are all the Bucks big three are expected to play tonight. Bucks big man Bobby Portis speaking on the new season and the new challenge in Milwaukee. Really angry. Uh, obviously, it's a new year. Um, every year in NBA is different. Uh, every year is going to test you in a different way. Um, every team is different that you play on. Um, you know, and when you go into the season, you kind of don't know what to expect. Um, you know, it's just you know a lot thrown at you. Obviously, 18 games you're going to have. And uh, I'm just excited, you know, for the journey in, in general. Coverage of tonight's game will begin right here on WTMJ starting at 6 p.m. The Green Bay Packers are just days away from their Week 8 matchup with the Minnesota Vikings. The team's first injury report of the week came out on Wednesday. Tough news, as usual, for this time of the year for the Pack. Eric Stokes and Darnell Savage each heading to the IR with their injuries. Aaron Jones, Josh Myers, and Luke Musgrave also not practicing on Wednesday. Head coach Matt LaFleur on why Jones missed practice. Yeah, I mean, he's just a little bit sore, and as to be expected, um, you know, hopefully we can ramp him up and, you know, get a more 
more snaps out there. On the plus side of injury news, Jair Alexander, Christian Watson, and Elton Jenkins all returning. The pack will be back out on the practice field later this afternoon. Coming up, the search continues for a mass shooter in Maine, and we have new information on the gunman who was shot by police in Germantown at a school. Both stories next on Wisconsin's Morning News. A manhunt is underway in the state of Maine. This after multiple mass shootings last night. Residents in some areas of Maine told to shelter in place. So they had multiple shootings, one at a bowling alley, another at a bar and grill. They think at least 16, if not more, people were killed. And now they are searching for who they're calling a person of interest, but they're pretty sure they know who this guy is. It's a 40-year-old named Robert Card. A little bit more on him in a second, but right now it's trying to find this guy. The situation's just awful, but you can expect every asset available from the federal, state, and local level will be uh, present to help uh, track this person down as quick as they can. Rich Coco is a former FBI agent. The important thing, you know, get a perimeter, uh, save lives, get the, the people that need to go to the hospital to the hospital and go full scope on getting this guy tracked down. So again, his name is Robert Card. There are pictures of him everywhere. Again, this is in the state of Maine. They say that he is a certified firearms instructor and a member of the U.S. Army Reserve and that he had recently made threats to carry out a shooting at a National Guard facility in Maine. Also has reported mental health issues in the past, including hearing voices. Um, Pretty awful things. Uh, Ran into a bowling alley where it was like kids night. Lots of kids were bowling, and he opened fire there. I never thought I'd grow up and get a bullet in my leg, and it's oh, just no. like, like, why? Like, why do people do this? That's Zoe Hutchinson, oh, no. who was shot in the leg at a bowling alley last night. Again, they're still searching for the suspect. They believe it's a man named Robert Card. And quickly, some new information to pass on to you this morning. And the man shot dead by Germantown police after they reportedly came under fire on the rooftop of Kennedy Middle School earlier this week. Now, authorities still have not identified the shooter, but his family has. TMJ4 News Bruce Harrison tracked them down in Lake Villa, Illinois, and they identify the gunman as 32-year-old Kevin Foy. Um, Bruce said that uh, after having talked to the brother, he said the brother was concerned that, again, mental health issues mm-hmm. are possibly at play here as well. So we'll learn more about that uh, gunman in Germantown who was shot dead earlier this week. Siding Unlimited, WDTMJ News Time, 637. Bucks tip off the new season tonight at Pfizer Forum. Brandon Snide looks ahead in sports, 645. Amazing story out of Beloit where a deer crashed through the window of a Noodles & Company restaurant. Oh, Middle of the day, people eating. There's video of it. It's great. Uh, so they did the story on WISC-TV. We take you to the scene of a break-in at this Noodles & Company in Beloit. The perpetrator has been identified as John Doe. Oh, there, there it is. <laughs> you know All right. All right. <laughs> Don't worry. There's more. I heard crash, a really loud crash. General Manager Patty Pickering was in back. My first instinct was that... So the kids must have dropped something, tipped something over. Except for one customer who just shielded himself with his hood, everyone ran for dear life. Oh, there, all right. There's okay, another one. All right. You want more? There's yeah, more. I, I've there never more? seen a room full of mo- middle schoolers clear out so quickly. <laughs> the buck didn't stop there. No, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, you get it? There, there's more. I know it was my job to get everybody out and take care of 
everybody so they got out safe. Scary and perplexing because this is a busy street next to a highway. But Pickering believes this deer was fawning over their noodle. <laughs> the food is so good. Even yeah. the deer want to yeah. eat her. Okay. Do you, you want more? There's, there's, there's still more. more. Now, reportedly, officers later saw the deer uninjured, just exhausted, and probably still hungry because, you know, there's not much you can get to eat for a buck these days. No. Hey, yeah. hey, it's Armand Raman. Okay, now. thank you, Armand. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> That'll win an award. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, if you're going to do it, do it. Don't yeah, just drop one in. in there. Just do the whole go thing. Go for the whole thing. I got you. So all good. Like, what happened then? Deer is fine. They it got through. Um, they were able to uh, watch it leave through the back door. But yeah, it walked walked all the way through. No one was hurt. Did they have to close? I well, I assume they probably did. Here's my favorite story. This is uh, from where is it here? WKOW. Listen to the end of the, her report on the same story. The buck then wandered into the kitchen, eventually left out the back door. The animal was not hurt. Customers weren't either, but some said they weren't able to get their food. Well, okay, sorry. <laughs> That's what I was getting. A buck getting. just ran through. <laughs> Listen, Jimmy called in sick today. I'm down people. Oh, by the way, a buck crashed through the window. Sorry, you got to go next door to Panera. <laughs> or Cadoba. Yeah, maybe. Or Cafe Zupa. I don't know. Name one. 639 Wisconsin's Morning News. Everyday Hero, presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care. This is when we celebrate the average John or Jane Doe. That's what we usually do. That had no idea that when they woke up that morning, they were going to be saving a life. Going to change it up uh, th today um, because this guy is an average. It's a retired officer. This is out of the story out of Maine. We're still getting our arms around this one. Um, couple of mass shootings in Maine. They're still looking for the suspect, uh, a man who they consider armed and dangerous, Vince. And uh, he shot into a bowling alley, and he shot into a, uh, a restaurant, and there's at least 16 people dead, could be more. Uh, Riley Dumont was at that bowling alley with her 11-year-old daughter and her parents. She says it was kind of kids' night at the bowling alley that night. A lot of kids just kind of doing leagues and whatnot. The only thing that we heard was this really loud bang, and a lot of us thought, like, a bowling ball kind of, like, smashed on the ground or something. So she tells ABC that they realized it was shots and that a guy was in there, and her dad, who's a retired cop, went into action. My dad's been a police officer for 40 years, and he, he literally just went into action in that moment and just kind of corralled us all and made sure we were all safe and that the scene, he was waiting for the cops to walk through the front door, and he put protection in front of us and tables and, like, a big bench that the kids were hiding behind. I was scooched on the floor with my daughter and my mom and a couple of other kids so and parents. Th so this guy... Dude comes in with an AR-15. This guy puts up tables, puts up shelter, pushes a bunch of little kids in there, and saves lives. Right. Who knows how many, yeah. right? So thank you to the former officer, Dumont, for his service last night. Everyday Hero, presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care. Traffic is sponsored by Sendix Food Market, your trusted local grocer since 1926. Sports up next with Brandon. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Marky Bucks will tip off their season tonight against the Philadelphia 76ers. Tip-off time is set for 7 p.m. with full coverage getting underway right here on WTMJ starting at 6. 
The Milwaukee Brewers have granted the New York Mets permission to interview current manager Craig Council for their vacant managerial spot. The Cleveland Guardians also requesting permission to interview Council, whose contract is set to expire on Tuesday. Astros manager Dusty Baker has called it a career after 26 seasons, including that 2022 World Series victory. The Houston manager has officially retired. And lastly, the Green Bay Packers have placed safety Darnell Savage and cornerback Eric Stokes on the injured reserve following their injuries suffered on Sunday. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. The day Brewers fans have been dreading may soon be coming to fruition. After hearing Milwaukee granted permission to the New York Mets to interview current Brewers manager Craig Council, it got me thinking on what the future of this organization could look like. Without a doubt, Craig Council is one of baseball's best managers, arguably the best, the way he is able to fully maximize a team's roster and do so in a winning fashion over the course of a decade is truly magnificent. What he's done in Milwaukee without question has been nothing short of remarkable. Look, I'll be the first one to sit here and tell you that I want him back in Milwaukee for years to come. But at the same time, I can also admit that it is very, very likely that he has taken this organization as far as it will go. What more can he do with what he's been given to work with? With the resources that are usually provided to him year in and year out, being a few plays away from a World Series appearance in 2018 is likely the peak of this Brewers team. Again, thanks in large part to the work council put in. If he does decide to chase the bag and leave Milwaukee for the Big Apple, it won't be the worst thing to happen to the Brewers organization. Maybe, just maybe, a change of scenery is best for both. Either way, The Milwaukee Brewers story cannot be told without their manager, who, like you and I, are built from the same cloth. Our teammate from ESPN Milwaukee, Jen Lada, in the house today. You are racking up the frequent flyers this week. I I thought you were in Utah. I was in Utah. You were in Utah. I saw you yesterday. Utah. Didn't I see you yesterday? Yes. No, not yesterday. Day before. Yesterday okay. I was in Utah. And now here you are. Here I am, and I'm going back to Utah. You're going tonight. back to Utah. Yes, I could have stayed. What's what's going down in Utah? Well, I was there for a game day feature, and then college game day is there on Saturday. So usually we oh, fly right. in on Thursday. We usually fly in on Thursday nights, and then we're there all day Friday, and then I, you know, go do the game and do the show, and then back to Milwaukee. Appreciate you being here. You came yeah. back just for this five-minute segment. This one, exactly. <laughs> I'm out of here right after this, headed right. to General Mitchell. Wow. No. So I was telling you guys when I popped in here, there was a lady sitting next to me on the flight out to Utah who, as soon as she got on the plane, like didn't waste any time, right? Put her tiny little backpack in the overhead. That's a mm-hmm. whole other thing. No backpacks in the overhead, guys. Backpacks go under the under seat. Under the seat. Yeah, under right. the seat so that the roller bags can go. Because so there's that, not enough room up so there So you don't anymore. get checked yes. all the way to Salt Lake City like someone who is here today. Wearing Bucks gear, but I digress. She took her shoes off, shoes Whoa, and socks hey. immediately. Oh, socks too. Socks too. Barefoot on the plane. Lovely French manicure, fe- French pedicure. Oh, but well. I, eh. what about the smell? Were they nice? Were they nice dogs? They were good. They were dogs. nice. She would have gotten some money on feet only or whatever those <laughs> sites are where people oh, yeah. pay for feet. Um, was there an odor? There was no odor, but I still don't think it's appropriate. You shouldn't take your shoes off, and you shouldn't take your socks off on an airplane. Let it is ask, not your living room. What if it's summer and you're wearing sandals? Well, you keep your sandals on. That's a, it's a loophole, hmm. but you still have to keep your sandals on. You can't 
slide your puppies out of the sandals. And the airport carpeting is just disgusting. Well, and that's the thing. I have seen people go barefoot and walk the length of the plane to the bathroom, which, by the way, there's no doubt in my mind that there are bodily fluids on that floor of the bathroom. I mean, it's a tiny space. There's turbulence. There's no way y'all have as good of aim as you think you do. So there's there's stuff. And then you're walking back to your seat with your bare feet. Like, it's it's all bad. It's Sharing all bad. Sharing it with the world. Well, um, let me add this. Uh, I went to see Endgame, what, five years ago now or whenever that was, the Avengers movie. Good movie, by the way. Three hours long. Guy next to me in the seats where you put your feet up, you know, the... Oh, yeah, the... Put your, he popped off the uh, the old shoes and socks <gasps> at the at the movie theater. In the no. movie theater for three hours. And no. Yeah, and I got to smell that one. That was no. That's, no, this is not. People are taking way too many liberties with being in public spaces, shared spaces, and taking your shoes off. Like this, we need to stop this. Greg Marcus, our friend who of Marcus yes. Corporation, yep, yep. gets up there and gives us his little spiel before every movie. Would it be too He's much to ask that he just work in a line of? Hey, also by the way, <laughs> keep your toesies <laughs> private. Like, can you just shoes yeah, on, keep would your you? shoes on? Do you think we could work that into some of those little <laughs> those little speeches? Here's the other thing that you have to know, right? There's no way that lady on plane, dude next to Eric at the movie theater, doesn't know that, yeah, I'm breaking some protocol here. Right? They know. I it's didn't not a matter get the of ignorance, vibe right? from her that she, she thought, thought yeah, I got the vibe that she was kind of like, yeah. it didn't occur to her at all that really? this might be a social faux pas. Maybe she was searching for a compliment. On her toes. Yes. Yeah. So if I had given her the compliment, would that would have been the door opening to be like, also... Could you put them away? (laughs) They're lovely. We appreciate you sharing them with the world, with the cabin. So here's what concerns me about that. In an airplane, at an airport, walking, traveling, usually your feet might have a little bit of a dankness to them, like a little bit of... Yeah, they're getting a workout. Yes, There's been a lot yes. of hustling through right? things. No, especially if yeah. you're me and you're catching a 1248 and showing up to the airport at 1218. Yeah, yes, exactly. you get a, little, get a little sweat going for well, you, sure. You get right. back on that plane and fly today. Huh? I will. I'll be no back shirt. in Utah. Will you take no your shoes off? Absolutely not. Please. No, no never, ever. <laughs> Do it. Yes, yeah, social experiment. And what? See if someone says something yeah. to me? Wouldn't that be funny? She would get the person. No, what I'm doing here, sir, is I'm trying to do an experiment for the guys <laughs> right. at the radio. They wanted me to. Right. I could do it. I could yeah, try. That'd be great. <laughs> yes. Take so- a picture of it. Social just experiment. There on Report the seat. back to us. Shoes and socks. <laughs> Feels like a lot. I think it's worth it. Feels like a lot, <laughs> you guys. Like you guys would put Ben Brust up to over there. On ESPN. You know, that's a better idea. Let's make Ben <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah, <laughs> will do it. He has no shame. He'd eat his popcorn with those in the movie theater. <laughs>